Hawks fans, we're back with another episode of Members Only ATL, the only Hawks fan podcast true to Atlanta. After the All-Star break, we had a rough couple games back-to-backs against Miami and Orlando, and normally I don't do an episode in between a back-to-back because I don't want an episode to get lost in the shuffle. I don't want you guys to feel overwhelmed, feel like you have to listen to them. And unless you guys can change my mind about that, and you know, feel free to tweet me at Burnside or at ATL members only, and let me know if you want to hear more episodes. But until that happens, I'm going to leave it the way I like to do it. And quite frankly, after the Miami game, I was just way too pissed off to do one. And I uh, really didn't have anything exciting or interesting to, to talk about. I would have just been ripping on the Hawks, and I don't like to do that. So tonight, the Hawks were on the road in Boston against the number two Boston Celtics. Number two in the Eastern Conference, that is. And uh, I have to say, I'm going to start this off by saying that the rivalry that Boston fans don't seem to want to appreciate and or recognize is so real. And it's so real, especially for Hawks fans. Because watching this game tonight, I could feel the tension between guys like Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Schroeder who have had their back and forth on Twitter and in interviews and different things like that. Despite them, you know, kind of talking and laughing a couple times during the game, despite Dennis Schroeder helping Isaiah Thomas up to his feet at one point, the rivalry is still there, and while it was not with those two tonight primarily, Al Horford and Dwight Howard clearly do not like each other, and I'm wondering how much that stems from last season's uh, free agency. Of course, we all know that Al Horford used to play for us, and when we signed Dwight Howard to a contract last summer, Al wasn't very happy, and he took his ball and went home. And uh, one thing he apparently has learned how to do in Boston that he didn't do very well here is complain and cry, because he did a lot of that tonight, and it was actually pretty disappointing to see from one of my former favorite Hawks. Al only had 6.6 rebounds, 5 assists, he had a steal and a block, but Dwight Howard clearly uh, embarrassed him. Paul Millsap primarily guarded Al, for the most part, and uh, Isaiah Thomas was kept to 19 points. He was 4 for 21, and uh, Mike Conti said it was one of the worst shooting nights in the last 200 or so games, 200-something games from Isaiah Thomas, so uh, kudos to Dennis for uh, reeling in Isaiah Thomas. Back to the Al Horford-Dwight Howard situation. For those of you that did not see the game or maybe were out walking your dogs, <clears throat> you know who you are. I'm just saying. During this, so what happened was is uh, Dwight Howard, there was, a, there was a switch while the Celtics were on offense and Dwight Howard kind of, um, well, for lack of a better term, chokeslammed. Isaiah Thomas, but really, the size difference, all he had to do was put his hand out, and that's literally all he did, and Isaiah Thomas went down. And uh, quite frankly, I thought they were going to call a flagrant on Dwight. They didn't. They called it a common foul. So kudos. Good on them. On the other end of the court, Dwight Howard was trying to go up for a dunk, and Al Horford basically tried to rip Dwight Howard's arm out of the socket. And that might sound dramatic. It might sound biased, but if you go back and look at the replay... It was kind of a dirty play from Al Horford, which is kind of surprising because most of us know the caliber of an athlete and player that Al Horford is, or at least was with our team. 
And to see that just really disappointed me. And uh, apparently it didn't make Dwight Howard very happy because he shoved Al Horford and Al Horford backstepped about three feet. And, uh, of course, everyone got technicals for that. And uh, that led to Dwight Howard's ejection further down the line in the game when Dwight Howard, who should have been... Dwight Howard should have gotten two foul calls, getting rebounds, his own rebounds, and basically was fouled both times. And on the third time... Dwight went up, dunked hard, and then pulled up on the rim, which you cannot do, obviously. Some of my friends pointed out that, uh, you know, people like LeBron James and other famous high-caliber star athletes don't get called for that. I agreed with the calls. And, you know, obviously Dwight should have been ejected. And to be quite honest, I'm glad he was ejected because... Dwight had an amazing game tonight. He was awesome. And the effort that he showed and the energy and the emotion that he showed are things that I care very much about because it shows to me that he wants to win and he wants to show why he's one of the best players in this league. And I want that in my Hawks, every single one of my Hawks players. I want that emotion. I'm not saying that they all need to be hotheads all the time. I don't want that at all. But it's important to see them actually care and strive, especially after losing two games prior to tonight so badly. They needed this win, and they went out and got it, despite Dwight Howard getting ejected. Dwight finished with 17 points and 12 rebounds and two big blocks. I said it on Twitter. I was super proud of Dwight Howard tonight, and that's the kind of effort that the real hardcore Hawks fans like myself and like all of you guys like to see it's the kind of play that we never forget, and I loved it from Dwight. So down the road, should we meet the Celtics in a playoff situation, it's likely that it won't happen as the standings are right now. But if it did, oh man, I remember 2008, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you were there or if you were a fan of the Hawks then. When the Hawks made it into the playoffs and they played the Celtics in the first round, and that was with the big three, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, and Rondo, and everyone thought that the Celtics were just going to come in and sweep Atlanta, and no, we took them, and yes, I'm going to say we, because the crowds at Phillips Arena in that series were the most insane crowds I've ever seen at Phillips Arena, and if you want, you can tweet me, and I can give you very specific stories that I will not describe here, but let me just say it was wild, and some of the best games I've ever been to in my lifetime In 2017, I would expect some more of that, Boston fans, if you're listening. Back to tonight's action. Dennis Schroeder was amazing. 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. Of course, if you haven't heard the game against Miami on Friday, Dennis was suspended for. He did not play. On Saturday, he was benched for arriving late to the team bus. And, of course, he was suspended the night before for those visa issues that I'm not going to go into. I'm sure by now you've heard about it. And people have been asking me about the suspension, about the benching, and I say yes to both. It sucks to not have your star point guard, especially when Malcolm Delaney's got to carry the load by himself. He's really not up to that. But it is what it is. You can't have, whether it was an accident or Dennis was blowing something off, I don't know. I'm not a part of the team. I don't get, I'm not privy to that information, but it's just... As a former basketball player, that's I mean, that's those are just things as a coach and as a staff and as an organization that you have to you have to implement and you can't let people get away with that. You can't let your players get away 
with certain things that other players can't. So I was okay with it to answer any more questions about it. But we're glad to have Dennis back, especially tonight, because he basically silenced Isaiah Thomas. He had a great game. Again, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. Paul Millsap, who we were missing desperately at Friday and Saturday, he did play those games. Just uh, the stats were not there. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let him have two or three games. Just don't uh, don't have too many more of those, Paul. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals tonight for Paul. Tabo Cephalosha, Coach Bud shaking things up. Tabo got to start over THJ tonight. Tabo had 12 points. He was 5 for 6 from the field. 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Boy, oh boy, did I miss Tabo Cephalosha. I love Tabo. I love to watch Tabo play. And when he's hot on offense, he's always good on defense. But when he's hot on offense, he is so fun to watch. Kent Bazemore, my man. Kent Bazemore. I hope the Bays haters were watching closely in this game because Bays had 15 points. He was plus 15 net rating, four rebounds, a steal, and a block. And how about that one possession when he made the save? They started moving the ball around, and then Bays hit the three. Well, his foot was on the line, so technically it was only a two, but it was a great possession, and it was classic Kent Bazemore basketball. And I'm just hoping that if Kent Bazemore is listening to this, Bays, my man, keep doing your thing, man. Silence those haters, and I'm with you all the way. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm with you. THJ coming off the bench, 10 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. Saw a little spark from Timmy in the second half that kind of was helping the team get get ahead. Malcolm Delaney, 5 points, 4 assists, and a steal tonight. Torian Prince, ladies and gentlemen, your rookie, going to be a star in the NBA. 8 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. This guy's defense is awesome, and his offense is coming along. Bimbry got a couple minutes tonight in garbage time, and Ryan Kelly's first game is a Hawk again tonight in some garbage minutes. And one of the last things I want to talk about, Ursan Ilyasova. Ily, as he will now be referred to by me from here on out. Ily tonight had seven points, four rebounds, a block, and an assist. Combined over the back-to-back over the weekend, he had 14 points and 12 rebounds. So far, I've enjoyed what I've seen from Illy. He shows a lot of promise for a guy who doesn't know the system. Seems to have a pretty decent basketball IQ, and uh, he seems a little hesitant with his shots. He's been scoring some points. Tonight, he took a lot of threes and missed all of them, if I'm not mistaken. Once he gets that confidence, I think he's going to be a huge asset to our team, and I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm also excited to see the Hawks take on Dallas, the Mavericks, on Wednesday at home in Phillips Arena. I know Section 312 will be lit. Because I want to see two wins in a row, and I'm going to get my section hyped up about that. Because after Wednesday, Friday, we have the world champion Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James... And, of course, our beloved Kyle Korver is coming back to Atlanta. He will be getting a standing ovation from me and likely everyone else in the building because everyone in Atlanta will always love Kyle. Then on Sunday, we've got Indianapolis coming in. They're trying to creep up in the standings behind us. And then on Monday, and then on Monday we've got Golden State. So we've got a, a big, big, big couple of games coming up. And I'm excited to be at all of them. 
Going to turn Atlanta upside down, Hawks fans. We're going to shock the world one more time. Or maybe four more times, because that's how many games I just talked about. So that's going to do it for me tonight. Your Hawks beat the Boston Celtics in Boston tonight, 114-98. to I don't think I mentioned that stat earlier. Probably one of the most important stats, and I missed it. Usually do it right out of the gate. But uh, I was just so excited that the Hawks won this game, and in decisive fashion. Beautiful game from the Hawks tonight. Classic Hawks basketball, amazing defense. And you know what I think the key to tonight was? Is they were not so heavily reliant on the three-point shot. Don't get me wrong. I love to watch the threes fly. But I also love to see them attack the basket and just do their thing. That's still a big part of their game. And sometimes they get away from it. In Orlando and against Miami at home, that's kind of something that happened. Is They just got away from attacking the basket. And they need to utilize that because they're very good at it. Especially when Dwight is on. Loved watching Dwight tonight. It was awesome. Don't forget, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't. I know a lot of you have, and I love you guys for that. If you subscribe on iTunes, it just goes right into your preferred device. Whether it's an iPad or your smartphone or your laptop. I think you can even stream podcasts on like Fire TV and stuff. I might be wrong about that, but nevertheless, subscribe. Ratings and reviews also on iTunes are huge. I love those because more people get to hear and see what our podcast is about, which is being true to Atlanta, basically, when you review and rate on iTunes. Also, I love talking to you guys on Twitter, especially during the games. It's so much fun to interact with Hawks fans that I've never met before. So that's so cool. At ATL members only. At Burnside, my personal Twitter, B-Y-R-N-S-I-D-E. Keep the tweets coming. I love talking Hawks. And let's go get one more. Let's make it two in a row. Let's get a winning streak going as we play Dallas on Wednesday at home. Because, as always, let's go Hawks.